I don't know. Yeah, I think all the girls got around me and they pumped me up and all of a sudden I was really excited, jumping up and down and you couldn't find a more fitting photo to suit me, to be honest. Today's NetFit podcast is brought to you by Suncorp Team Girls. We are sitting down and talking to round one MVP and all-round superstar Lauren Moore. Hailing from the central coast of New South Wales and a career of a few ups and downs, Loz takes us through her words of wisdom and her MVP winning pre-match meal. All right, welcome Lauren Moore, who I know as Loz. How are you, Loz? I'm great. How are you, Kimmy? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for spending some time with us. We have been trying to plan this. For how long do you think? Mm, I don't know. It's been a little while. Long it has been coming. a little while. But can I tell you, I think, um, you know, you've handled COVID really well and then being told that you've got games in Sydney and then last second you have to move up to Queensland. What was your first thought? I know it's been an absolute whirlwind, but I just, we just wanted to so excited to play so we were just hands on deck get everything in the suitcases and off we were so yeah everything happened so fast and I can't believe we've already played round one um but yeah really really cool to be playing netball again and we'll get to round one in a second because I know a lot of our listeners want to hear all about you and how far you've come and um, I guess the performance on the weekend but tell me what was the first thing that you packed into that suitcase to head up to Queensland (laughs) Um, well, me and my roommate, Taylor Fraser, we have packed, um, the coffee machine and I don't know if you've checked out our socials, but it is a bright pink Smeg coffee machine and it is probably the only essential needed. Actually, on top of that, I've probably packed all of my, all of my kitchen appliances and I've squeezed them in there somehow. So we're all set. I love a I love a good cook. Well, and it'd be remiss of me not to speak on your little business venture with Taylor Fraser. Yes. I know your teammates, best mates, but also a little bit of a, uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but do you want to tell everyone what you've been yeah, up to the last little so, bit? Yeah, Tay and I have um, started our own little business. It's called Grace for Days. Um, it's like a little boho picnic styling, event styling. And um, yeah, so we have nice little picnic setups and uh, we also do really cool platters also. So Check us out, Grace for Days on Instagram by Loz and Tay. <laughs> and we'll also add that to the show notes if you want to go and check them out. They're pretty fantastic people. So, um, and it looks insane. So I need to get my hands on some platters pretty soon, I think. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into the nitty gritty, Loz, because MVP of the first round of Suncorp Super Netball, I just want to go through your stats. Five yes. intercepts three deflections, five gains and five pickups. I know. It's Sorry. Just... Can, okay, you need to tell <laughs> Sorry, us what, what? you ate. Were you, were, you, were you eating your platter before you went out? What were you eating it's, before no, you went out? No, it's actually the funniest thing. So we have primers before our game. So we were out at primers probably about oh, 10.50 we had to leave the hotel. By then I'd already had breakfast. And I was, I needed, I needed to fit a pre-match meal in there. And I've looked in my fridge. We're in a hotel room for a few days. I've looked in my fridge and I had literally leftover schnitzel for my pre-game. Cold. <laughs> it was great. I actually think I'll make like a weekly habit of it, but cold snitty it was. And for anyone that doesn't know what primers are, Loz, do you want to yeah. let them know what it's about? Yeah. So basically it's like a short, really um, 
fast gym session. So um, we drop we drop the weight, so it's a little bit lighter than usual, and everything's really quick and powerful, and it just um you know warms us up, warms us up and gets us ready for gets us ready for the game. So and often you'll see some players that really thrive in that space of primers, and then you see the players like me that would prefer an ice bath before <laughs> a game to wake my body up. <laughs> so there's definitely different athletes, but primers is um, definitely something that's come in the last few years in particular. I'd say probably five years, six years. Yeah, um, I feel like the first time I did it was um, I think Laura Langman might have introduced us to it. Langy or, loves a good yeah. primer. She does. I don't know if she actually. It's more the biceps, I think. I don't know if she gets the gist of actually dropping the weight. Like I was looking over at her. I was like, buddy, I think you're doing a full gym session before we're about to play. Oh gosh! All right, so you've eaten your schnitty, you've done your primers, yeah, and then you're hitting the court. Now I know you. You would have been a little bit nervous going into this game. Yeah. Um. Tell us a little bit about the lead up. Obviously, Maddie Turner a fantastic player, um, mm-hmm. has hurt an ankle, um, but you've been given this incredible opportunity to start the game with yeah. the New South Wales Fifths. Tell us about it. Tell us how you're feeling. Um, and I guess, yeah, so I guess some of the goals that you had going into the game. Yeah, so I'll get onto it later, but I hadn't played netball, if like a full game of netball, let alone SSN, in a very long time. So I was quite nervous. Um, however, I think leading up to when I first found out Mads had hurt herself, um, I was really excited. But I, I had actually been training a lot in wing defence because obviously we had, you know, a bit of an opening with, uh, you know, Ked gone and me and um, Soph Craig are battling it out at training. Kate so everyone, Ked, Kate, Kate, Eddie gone. Eddie. Yep, Eddie gone. <laughs> um, so there was an there was an opportunity there, and then so really quickly um, to be told that I was playing goal defence. I was nervous, but I was really excited because for those who don't know, I was actually growing up in like my underage rep teams and stuff, I was um, a goal defence. So I think it actually took a bit of the pressure off, to be honest, and I could just, you know, just enjoy playing netball without the stress of still playing a new position, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah really, really a bit nervous, but super excited to, I guess, play my position again. And I'm sure everyone has seen the photo that's been circulating of when they announced Lauren Moore yeah. as the MVP and the shock of it looked like you had just won the lotto. And I'm oh, no. so obsessed with the passion and I just all the feels in that photo. Like, tell us about that moment. <laughs> going to get it hold on look at you I don't know maybe maybe Sammy had a cracker too um yeah I don't know yeah I think all the girls got around me and they pumped me up and all of a sudden I was really excited jumping up and down and you couldn't find a more fitting photo to suit me to be honest so go check it out if you haven't but um yeah Yeah. I was super excited a bit emotional actually um you know after hitting the court again in a very long time so yeah yeah, and we want to touch on that because you have got such a great story. Obviously, Laws, you and I played together um, back in 2016 when you debuted. You were mm-hmm. a young Wyong um, Association representative and um, used to travel down from the Central Coast almost every day to come to yeah. training. Um, made your debut and then a few little bits and pieces happened. Tell us a little bit about your journey at the elite level 
and I yep. guess some of the setbacks and some of the things yeah. that you've learned along the way. Yeah. So as you mentioned, yep, 2016, first contract um, out of year 12. So I was 17 when I first got contracted. Fun story. When I got my contract, um, Rob gave me the call and I was in my PE class. So I had to be like, Miss, sorry, can I leave? I need um, to take this phone call. <laughs> I, need, I need to take a phone call. Um, yeah, got told I got a, uh, I was being given a contract. First thing I did was cry. I called my dad. I called my mum, and then I ran to the very opposite end of the school to tell my boyfriend in the library that I got a contract. I was like, you can't tell anyone. And then I ran back down and had to act um, like as if I was upset because I had been crying and I wasn't allowed to tell anyone yet. So that was a funny story. Um, but yeah, quite young, obviously over the moon. Netball was everything that I ever wanted. So for it to happen so young was really cool for me um but yes yeah, so that year um was obviously a baby of the team just a sponge learning of you legends so I just had Shani message me saying how proud she was and I was like oh my god that's right she was in my team it's so cool <laughs> I know um, her. <laughs> I know her I'm talking to Kim Green right now um yeah so first year was really cool um obviously didn't get much exposure on the court but it was a really good learning opportunity for me um, the following year, 2017, uh, obviously our team got restructured. It was a very, a new team and I was a training partner that year, which in my perspective was quite fair. Like I knew we needed to bring experience into the team. So I wouldn't say I was happy about being a training partner. Oh, for those who don't know, the team went from a team of 12 to a team of 10. Um, so there was a little bit less opportunity that time yeah. around um however I made the most of that op um that year and I ended up putting myself in the 10 each week um so I was really proud of that uh following that season um our coach left and I was told that this this really this part really sucked for me so I was um finally thought that I would I, I would be ready and I was told that I was very much wanted in a team um but not yet so uh, that was a bit hard for me to take, um, considering, you know, I'd, I'd fought so hard to put myself in the 10 um, the previous season before that. So, mm. so yeah, so I wanted to just grab my opportunity with both hands um, and put myself in the 10 again because that's, you know, all I could have asked for. And um, 2017 at the end of that year was when I um, found myself having my first shoulder reconstruction. So, yeah, that was a really sucky moment for me. Um, um it wasn't a necessarily I didn't have an accident or anything I just had this wear and tear even though I was only what 19 years old mm. yeah um so that was really frustrating and um just with I guess logistics and stuff I um was then uh told to I had to go back home because we didn't have the um facilities to I guess uh rehab me as a training partner yeah so yeah went back to the central coast and I did a lot of work by myself I definitely still had the the support of all the girls and and our staff um but yeah that was a that was a rough few months however the recovery for that um surgery was really quite smooth um everything yeah just went so well to plan and I was back playing in five months um so that was really cool um yeah. And yeah, I was back playing awesome netball and I uh, proved myself and I was then given a two-year contract with the Swifties again. So that was amazing for me to, you know, go away and 
have some time away from the Swifts, which was really hard because I didn't know anything different for two or so years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here I am, 2018. I'm back. Let me have a crack. Um, yeah, and, and that's this, exactly what it was like. <laughs> at this stage, yep, exactly. That's what I told myself. Um, at this stage, I was learning the wing defence position and I just didn't quite have it yet, um, which took a bit for me to realise. Um, so I took I took a bit of time to learn the position at training and go back and play it in Premier League, feeling more confident in it. And then... Um, it was a finals. Um, we had just broke away. The Swifters, Swifts just broke away for the World Cup break. Um, and, yeah, a fly, finals, flying out for a bloody rip intercept. I, like, honestly. It was a very good intercept. Ball. Yeah. It was a very, very good Thank intercept. You. But sadly, I got the girl's arm instead of the ball and I dislocated my shoulder. So this one on was my other arm. Very nasty, unlike my first shoulder. I had a frozen shoulder for eight weeks, so when everyone said hi to me, my, my arm was down at, like, my leg saying hi because I couldn't lift it. Um, yeah. yeah, it took a fair bit of time to get this one back. But, yeah, I did that um, back in about – I don't even know how long it took me, to be honest, because by the time I got back um, ready to play, corona happened. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so long You're story probably already. Short, yeah. <laughs> and I think like, I think it's pretty remarkable to, you know, for someone who was so young um, and have had two shoulder reconstructions essentially and two yeah. recoveries that long-term recoveries that you need to come back from. A lot of players go through their whole career without having a long-term injury um, and you've had two already. Mm. It's pretty incredible. When you look back at that, what is one thing that you tell your younger self when you, you're looking back and going, man, I wish I just had known this knowledge on the other side because hindsight's such a great thing. And I know even when I um, had a knee reconstruction at you know the age of 31, mm. I learned so much from it that I wish I knew, obviously, beforehand. Uh, what would be one thing that you would tell yourself looking back? Um. I would say if you just like put in the hard yards and things will pay off. But, Mm. but I think I'm just believing, you know, that if you, you're doing all the right things, um, look, I've got bloody well 10 more years left in me. So yeah, um, you do. Woo. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just think it taught me strength because, and, and a lot of, um, you know, no one's going to do the work for you, but yourself. I feel like that was my biggest learning when I, yeah Yeah. from both my injuries and something that we often talk about to our net fitters is about if you tick every little box in rehab when you get back out on court regardless if your body is ready your mind will be ready because it has like ticked every single box but if you've missed a few things here and there or you've cut some corners or you quite haven't nailed your rehab you always go in there with questions going yeah I'm not quite confident in what I've done and then there alone lies quite a bit of, um, I guess, indecision with the way you move and that can also cause injury. So yeah. we often think, well, what we often say is it's as much of a mental game as it is a physical. So um, ticking every box is so super important and yeah. it's really good advice. I love that, Lozzie. Yeah, 100%. And I would say um, 
like rehab can be really lonely sometimes. For me, I was very fortunate second time around. I had Maddie Proud obviously coming back with um, an ACL injury. Um, so, yeah, if you can just surround yourself with positive people too, just makes that a little bit easier. And what better person? Maddie Proud, oh, the most positive person that you've met. I know. Sometimes she just would not shut up. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. All right. Well, we're going to head to a quick break, but after the break, we're going to hear from our amazing Lozzie Moore with some more incredible stories. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be working with Sun, Suncorp and the Team Girls movement for a few years now. And, um, you know, I, I particularly love this messaging around mm. building a nation of confident girls um, that naturally turn into confident women. And a huge um, driving force behind that is involvement in sport. Um, and, you know, the research that Suncorp have done mm. just is incredible to mm. see dropout rates of, of young girls at influential ages um, because other things take over in their life. But, um, you know, the importance of that constant of sport in a young girl's life and, and what it what it gives to them as they grow up. To hear more from Laura Geitz as she talks on the Suncorp Teen Girls movement, head to the Suncorp Teen Girls Hub, which is in the show notes. All right, we are back and we have, of course, the amazing Lauren Moore with us. MVP <laughs> over the weekend, stats galore. Um, <laughs> also sharing a lot of her ups and downs and setbacks throughout her career, but She's also rocking a new hairdo this year and I am digging it. I think it looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, Lozzie, can you tell us um, tell us and the listeners yep. a little bit about the big chop of the hair? Yes. So back in, I would say probably March, I had this really spontaneous decision to raise my, um, <laughs> to shave my head um, to raise awareness and funds for the Kids Cancer Project. Um, it was a really split decision. I'm talking like overnight. I already told five people that I was going <laughs> to shave my head. <laughs> um, impulsive. So yeah, so, very impulsive for those who know me. If I, if I want to do something, I will bloody will do it. So um, we had, um, yeah, the Kids Cancer Project being longstanding um, partners of uh, the Swifts. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we had Kath come in, one of the ladies, and she was pretty much just showed us um, a video um, which was really quite heartbreaking, to be honest, of all like the the hardships that the kids go through. And, you know, she just gave us a bit more information about how we can help and what we can do. And, yeah, it really uh, stuck with me what she told us and what we saw on that video. And it was I, I, like 950 kids are diagnosed each year with cancer and about 20% of them will pass away. And that just broke my heart. So I went home and I had to think about what I could do. and for those who don't know me, I'm not really one to really care about my outer appearance and, you know, what I look like. I'm all about what's inside mm -hmm. and um, how people, yeah, perceive me on the inside. So, yeah, I decided to shave my head. Why not? It's hair. It's going to grow back. Um, <laughs> I'm actually doing the look too, Kimmy. But I, I look like a Okay, you posted something not long ago and I honestly thought you had shaved again and I was like, yes. <laughs> This is insane. I'm loving it so much. Um, Loz, tell me a little bit about the feeling because um, I was watching it live. Both Taylor mm. Davies and I were in the office watching it live. 
Um, and it was such a great organised um, event and it was just really incredible what you were able to um, pull off with the New South Wales Swift. It was incredible. So tell us about the moment that it completely was shaved off and you saw yourself for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah. so it was during COVID. So we were, event- we were originally going to do like a big event, but it was c- quite cool. I just had, um, you know, my partner, my family and my bestie Tay there. So um, they were all there and it was, I didn't plan for my partner Josh to cut it off. I feel like that made it a bit more emotional for me because he was <laughs> laughing at me. I don't, yeah, he was laughing at me. Um, but yeah, I think I got a bit emotional, happy tears, um, just really proud of, you know, how much money we were able to raise, especially in such a a hard time all across the world. Um, yeah. So we raised almost $17,000, which was incredible. That's incredible. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I was just really happy and I had a look at myself. I could see myself in the um, reflection, like in the phone, the uh, Instagram live, and I could see myself <laughs> with the shaved head. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so cool to actually just see it all gone and the first thing I did was go and jump in the ocean and my god if I was a boy I would not have hair it's the coolest feeling ever yeah (laughs) wow well I just I just remember watching it thinking you're so brave but then you're doing it for all those brave kids um that are struggling and there was such a bigger message in it and I mean I'm just I don't know. I know I messaged you at the time, but I'm just so in awe of what you do and the person you are and the things that you're creating. And um, I think not just the weekend and your performance um, was great, but just the impact that you're having in the netball world um, off the court is really Mm. special, Oz. And yeah, like I said, I think you're just doing so many awesome things. Now, if people want to still support or, your cause in particular is it still open are they still able to support or are you looking at doing something in the future what's the plans yeah I haven't got anything planned at the moment but I I it wouldn't surprise me if I do look at doing something um with the kids cancer project my particular fundraiser I'm not too sure if that is open but if you just go on um to the kids cancer project website they will have a donation link in there and so all all the money that um I would have raised goes straight to them regardless so if it was my fund or just theirs it's all going to um the um research fund yeah Yeah. amazing well Lozzie you're just an absolute superstar so what is next for Lauren Moore like I know it's round two is next and I know you've probably Mm. got training tomorrow early morning um (laughs) What what's your goals for this year? Like, what is your plans for this year? I know you've had a little bit of a taste and it was a pretty big bite and it tasted pretty good, but what's next for you? I think I just want to just take in, take in every chance I get on the court. Um, yeah. yeah. And have this opportunity actually playing. Like I'd, I think I've touched on it, but I, yesterday was my first full game of netball in probably to 18 months especially especially goal defense I was definitely feeling that but yeah I just want to I just want to play really good consistent netball and um ultimately yeah be back-to-back premiers I love that all right Loz well it would be remiss of me not to go to some fast fire questions just to finish off our podcast it's been incredible talking to you but 
I feel like these are pretty hard-hitting questions and they're going to stop you. So are you ready? I am ready. Hit me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. You have your last $10. What would you spend it on? Oh, my God. $10. (laughs) What would I spend it on? My last ten dollars. What would I spend it on? Here's what I found. Oh, Siri! Oh, Siri's gonna help us. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Um, what do I love? I mean, you've got Ooh. a coffee machine. Uh, yeah, or... see, I don't need coffee. I've got a coffee machine. Oh, yeah, maybe, true. maybe coffee beans. Oh, I've got some good coffee, coffee beans. beans. We need to talk yeah. about coffee beans. We All do. Right. It's a whole different off, subject. It's maybe, a whole different yeah, podcast. Let's take this offline. All right. Well, <laughs> then on to coffee or tea. Coffee. Okay. What? How do you have your coffee? Everyone needs to know that. I have an almond latte. Okay. You're mm. one of those. I'm a soy latte, yeah. so I get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> the you know, looks on the baristas. On get the cheeky it. days, on the cheeky days, you got to add that. You got to have the cappuccino. Add that chocolate. Oh, good on you. I don't like the chocolate. Yeah. It's not a thing for me. No, I know. Well. Anyway, it's not about me. It's about you. You're at a cafe <laughs> for breakfast. Yep. What do you order? <sighs> do you go See, cold, I'm... brekkie, <clears throat> hot brekkie? I'm a bit of a sweet tooth, but I do just love a good, like, avo smash, mushrooms, feta, scramby eggs, scrambled eggs all the way. Yep. Okay, uh, I know, love this it. Is all things, this is all things that I could do at home, but I just sometimes it just tastes better out. Sometimes I get it. It does. I understand. Yeah. All right, sparkling water, yes or no? Yes, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> You're on the bandwagon. Well, you can you can hang out with Netfitters anytime. We all drink sparkling water here. Um, would you drink it through a game? <sighs> you know, I could eat. Like I said, I had a snooty before the game. I could eat or drink anything. So <laughs> if sparkling water's there, why not? <laughs> All right, get the girl a sparkling water. All right, last last question. Um, yep. What is one thing you would tell your younger self, like when you're, you know, just starting out as a netballer, what would be one thing you'd tell them, tell her? Um, I would say to remember you love netball. So... Yeah, you love netball and just do whatever makes you happy. Have fun with it. And at the end of the day, it's just a game of netball. Just be confident. You got this. You know you do. <laughs> I love that so much. Lozzie, thank you so much. I could have so gone much. with the whole song. I know, you really could have, but I had to stop you there because we're about to go into the song. Um, but Lozzie, thank you so, so much. You're just an absolute superstar. I mean, I know that you really tried to get the MVP so that you could talk about it on the podcast today. This was already locked in before the MVP, can I tell you? And when, when it was announced on the weekend, I was like, this is brilliant. I cannot (laughs) wait. And I was cheering you so on, so all the way. And you were just fantastic, but all the best for the season. I know all of our netfitters will get around you and can't wait to watch you absolutely crush it but also see what you get up to um off the court because we know that you're just leading all the way so thanks so much Loz. thank you and thank you so much for having me thank you for tuning in to today's netfit podcast brought to you by suncorp team girls 
If you enjoyed today's chat with Loz and I, please let us know. We would always love to hear from you, whether you screenshot, tag us, or even slide into our DMs and tell us your key learnings. Till next time, like and subscribe and keep moving those beautiful bodies.